Welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and with me is my very special opponent, Diana Perry Cruz. Hi, Diana. Hello. All right, so everyone at home, I know we've had a couple uh, Rob-centric episodes recently, but... Uh, while I was, you know, getting getting a couple new guests in, Diana and I were listening to music in the car. She suggested I listen to this new song, which immediately made me think of a different song, which was <laughs> "I Want to Come Over." Bearing no mind to my song, <laughs> I I apparently bought that song that you suggested. I don't remember doing it. Perhaps my thumb was on the little the little button too long. No, you said I'll get this for you. Oh, okay. Then I I own that song. I had a receipt today. It was a good song. It was a very nice song. But it's not that song is not what we're talking about today, because that song reminded me of I Want to Come Over by Melissa Etheridge, which I think is an amazing a Melissa Etheridge song. You immediately said, now that you've downloaded that, download Come to My Window, which is also a really great song. We immediately started up our old discussion about which is the better of the two Melissa Etheridge songs, and we decided that we could not come to a solution, so we we're going to take it to the internet with the first annual... Etheridge off. Buh, buh, buh. <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> so, in this Melissa Etheridge off, we will be discussing two Melissa Etheridge songs, Come to My Window, which is what we'll be discussing tonight, and I Want to Come Over, which we'll be discussing next week. Now, here are the ground rules for Etheridge off. In keeping, okay. in keeping with the theme of the podcast, we may only say positive things about the song we are talking about. So, your goal is to be as super positive as possible. My goal is to passively aggressively sound positive, but somehow <laughs> secretly undermine what you're saying. No, I, I want us to talk about the songs on their own merits, and then when we are done, we will decide. Fight to the death. Well, you know, we will decide which one is the number one our song and number two our song. Okay. And we might have the internet help us. It depends on if, if anyone wants to chime in on this fabulously important argument. Sounds good. All right. So let's start with a discussion of Come to My Window from uh, Melissa Etheridge's 1993 album, Yes, I Am, which is the first album, I believe, that came out after she herself had come out as a lesbian. That early? That's what it said on the internet. Oh, I, just, or, I didn't even know the song was from that long ago either. It's a pretty old song. Wow. All right. I never owned any Melissa Etheridge albums. Mm-hmm. I just listened to the songs on MTV mm-hmm. or VH1. She was on both. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that is how you came to this song. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I said you have to watch the video because for me it's like intricately tied to the music video. All right. So do I you think wanna- your audience is going to think that I only know songs from 1993 or four. It is possible that those are the only songs you know. It's not true, however. I do. I know current music, and I know music from many different decades. Okay. But we're not here to talk about what music you do or do not know. Fine. Alle- alleged music you know that's not oh, from okay. 1993. Fine. We're here to talk about Come to My Window. Yeah, I like this song. Is it time for me to tell you about the song? It's totally time oh, for you oh, to tell oh, me oh, about sorry. the song. I like this song. I like Melissa Etheridge. She's not like my top singer or anything like that but she's got a great sound to her voice and she really imparts a lot of emotion with her voice she has a raw sound to her voice which i really like mm-hmm. um i like this song a lot also because i think the music video is really cool in a sort of 1994 kind of way 
And for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's Juliette Lewis who is playing the part of a presumed mental patient who seems to be locked in a mental patient type room, right? And she's drawing on the floor and she's like talking to herself, pacing around. There's a window. Mm-hmm. There's a window there um, with bars on it. She's like drawing on the walls and she has like tape on her wrists and she's like scratching at them. She's twirling around. And seems very anguished and trapped. And it's, uh, she, I think she gives a great performance. Mm-hmm. That sort of intercut between just Melissa Etheridge just sort of strumming away on the guitar. Yep. Shaking her hair. Mm-hmm. Imparting a lot of emotion to mm-hmm. her guitar playing. So this song's your song because it's got a super great music video? It's really fun to sing. Okay. As well. And, uh, I mean, I don't... I don't pretend to like fully know what the song is about. Really? I think you could probably interpret it multiple ways. Well, how would you interpret it? I guess I would interpret it as maybe like a forbidden love type mm-hmm. situation. So Come to My Window also um, imparts Romeo and Juliet to me, mm-hmm. right? So there's like the star-crossed lovers kind of thing going there. With Maybe it's a s- secret relationship that you can't fully expose to the world. Mm-hmm. Um I really like that. Uh, you know, I had I had Romeo and Juliet in my notes, but I really like that imagery of going to the window and then uh, crawl crawl inside, kind of the light of the moon. So you're standing outside, so that you can you can be seen. You're going to the window rather than the door, because, like you said, mm-hmm. there's something kind of secret about this yeah. love. But you, you you want the person inside to see you, mm-hmm. and you're just going to kind of wait there. You know, wait until they till they return from wherever they are. And I think knowing that this song came out around around the time, either right after, right before, around the time that Melissa Etheridge uh, herself came out, so this is a song that is presumably a female singing to another female, mm-hmm. that it it definitely goes into that idea of the forbidden love, and and that I think comes up in the the bridge of the song. I don't care what they what they say. What do they know about this love anyway? Yeah. So I think that really puts that into a context. I mean, definitely. If you didn't know th- that she uh, she was a lesbian, you would just take that as oh, it's just you know like just like Romeo and Juliet, it's a forbidden love. You can't have this this love, whether you know. So most right, people yeah. would assume heterosexual mm-hmm. because that's you know. Majority well, there's of just folks some ambiguous that. person she's singing to. Yeah. It doesn't really matter yeah. one way or the other, but that's how love songs tend to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a very there's a big difference between certainly in the early '90s between just a guy and a, and a girl who shouldn't be together because they're from different sides of the tracks or <laughs> they're from, you know, different uh, ethnic groups than a couple that can't be together because people were still very, very uncomfortable. I mean, some are, but people were very still very uncomfortable about the idea of, of homosexuality in the early 90s. I remember it being a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she, I don't know if I knew exactly when she came out because I was not that old. Mm-hmm. Um. But I remember it being a big deal that, mm-hmm. that she liked girls mm-hmm. and was like okay with telling everyone that. Like that was a big part of it. Was there was she wasn't hiding it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think cool. that's the album. The album said, "Yes, I am." I think yep. that is the yep. It kind of clued everyone in. <laughs> it wasn't really that subtle. <laughs> a singer? You're a singer? Oh, okay, I knew that. <laughs> um. I I like the level of emotion, and that's true for... That's not going to be an argument against 
your song later mm. on um, because Melissa Etheridge is an awesome singer. So mm. she imports imparts so much emotion in her voice and like really I think takes it as far as it can go. So she, I mean not not straining it but just pushing it. And I I love the sound of her voice. Mm-hmm. She's a really nice kind of raspy sound to it. It's like smoky. It's kind of a smoky, Ooh, yeah. smoky. It quality. is really smoky. Yeah. Not like she was smoking though. She's like hey. No. But just you know like a. Delicious barbecue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a delicious smoked hams. Raves Robert Perry Cruz. It's like I once heard um, the singer for Violent Femmes. Mm-hmm. His name Glenn. Guy from Violent Femmes. Yeah, guy from Violent Femmes. His voice described as a rusty switchblade. That's good though. That's good. It's a good voice. That is how his voice sounds. I guess. Yeah. I like Melissa Etheridge's voice better, I think. I do, too. She's has an awesome it's voice. Very, I mean, it's prettier. She's, she's found a great uh, path in life because she's a great guitar player and a great singer. Mm. So I, th- I think this song, like you said, like the refrain or the bridge, mm. bo- will both um, showcase her voice really well, particularly the bridge. Mm-hmm. I love the sound of that, and it's really fun to sing in the car. Yeah. Um, so that layered with the... Juliette Lewis's performance in the music video, I find um, that she she did a really nice job. I want to say compelling, because it's like, clearly she's acting. She's mm-hmm. not crazy. You can tell that. Um, but I think she does a nice job there. You get the feeling that she wants or needs to be rescued, right? Or she's trapped in this love. Like there, I don't know. That's the part I guess I don't fully know how I want to interpret the like mental patient side of it. Mm-hmm. In the me- in the metaphor of the song, I think I, just in, in in looking at the the lyrics of the song and in, in doing you know you know the, a little bit of research before before the the show, it did seem like this was a song that maybe Melissa Etheridge wasn't going to add to the album. It was recommended she she put that song on the album, and I think it was mentioned to I don't know if it was like her girlfriend at the time or her her, her current current wife. I, I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know enough about her actual romantic relationships but that she met somebody who she felt like after she'd written this song and then met this person like she understood her own song better from oh. knowing this person oh that's cool uh, <laughs> thanks wikipedia i might have misread that <laughs> so i wonder how much the the sort of the mental patient imagery was just the director like oh wouldn't this yeah. be great to think about this because i think when when i described etheridge off on on our the monday kind of the preview post I sort of described it as we're going to kind of fight it out, see which of the two kind of stalkery, crazy person songs they are. But in listening to the lyrics and in listening to the bright tone of the guitar mm-hmm. and her voice, I don't think this is a song about like a crazy stalker. Like, he's not coming to my window like, oh, no. I'm outside your window. Let me in, Melissa. I need to get no. in your in your window at all. No, no, I, I didn't mean that at all either. It's more um, like Juliette Lewis's character is like trapped inside this situation, Mm -hmm. right? Like this love that she can't escape and doesn't necessarily want to escape but needs help to free. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't want to say free yourself from Mm -hmm. because I think she just wants to see it open up and be what she wants Mm -hmm. it to be, right? But I think think the music video is coloring the perception of the song because just song on its own, when I'm reading the lyrics, I definitely have, you know, you definitely have that... um, the the sense of you know what would I do for this love I do things that were kind of dangerous I'd, I'd stand in hell just to hold your hand uh, I'm gonna call you I'd, as long as you could breathe on the phone that would be enough for me even if we can't have a conversation 
which that definitely felt like a like a good high school lyric not in the sense yeah. of juvenile but in the sense of that is the sort of thing like i could call you but my parents are my parents are awake i can't talk long just breathe a little bit <laughs> Uh, maybe that was just me. I don't know. I th- I th- that seems like a, a <laughs> universal high school thing. And then uh, sort of the, the next the next set of lyrics talking about the idea of um, I need you in my blood. I've got a blackness in my heart. So that is is more negative in terms of this is a love that's so powerful that if it's not a part of me, I'm physically not whole or I'm not able to function without you. Um, well, this is nothing fills the blackness that has seeped into my chest. Yes. I need you in my blood. I am forsaking mm-hmm. all the rest. So that would be like this other person is is making her whole again. Yeah, but but I take it more as as the sense of it's that's how important you are to me rather than I think the video, which is more you're so important to me that I'm crazy without you. It seems very oh okay. It seems like a negative like I'm 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 too much in love with you. Whereas I think just listening okay. to the song, it feels like. I am just being maybe a little hyperbolic about how important you are to me. But it's not a negative thing. It's just you are such a key component of who I am now because of, of knowing you. And I will do anything for love, but I won't do... But no, Is that's that the only song. one who walks across the fire for you? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> We're getting mixed up. We got, too many, we got too many songs going on here. So I... I would worry that the video, and I don't know how this works with artists, but I would worry that the video sends the wrong message about the song. This is about like a craziness. And I really see that in the dichotomy of Juliette Lewis being all crazy pants. And then Melissa Etheridge is just standing there behind like a Sears, you know, a Sears portrait studio <laughs> right, yeah. backdrop. And she's got her, she's got her guitar. She's just strumming that, that fabulous, uh, uh, ascending, descending major chords. I mean, just, just like really just nice progression. It's so bright and happy. Even the, I don't, I don't care what they'd say. Bridge is more passionate than it is, you know, taking it down a notch, minor tone. I mean, I think there's there's a little bit of that, but it resolves back into that bright yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You, you think she? I mean, I wonder if she got to see the video and was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on!" I like the Julia Lewis performance, but like, what you got me standing here and smiling and shaking my head, and then you got this crazy person who's slitting their wrists over the. But she doesn't. That's important to note. And at the end of the video, mm-hmm. like, they move the bandages and there's nothing on her wrist. She just put the bandages on her wrist? We don't know. We don't know if she, they're healed. Is there, is there like, like, an arc? Is there a story arc? I don't I don't know. I was going to bring it up as to check in with you on what you feel like the symbolism might be. I feel like if you put bandages on somebody's wrists, you are sending a very clear message, this person has slit their wrists. This person has tried to kill themselves over this love. So then they take them away later and see that there's nothing there. I don't know. It seems like kind of a, just kidding. That's not what I mean. It, I think that weakens the imagery. You know, if it was like, oh, the love has healed this. But she's still in the institution at the end of the video. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like. She, does, she doesn't get out. They and release no her and then the someone's window. picking her up or something. No, yeah. no, one ever, no one comes. Or there's a jailbreak or something, you know. She was wrongfully put in this institution because maybe she's in some sort of dystopia where love is not allowed. And she's <laughs> the, she, she, everyone's the crazy one. She's the sane person. That, that story is not told. She just is some sort of a, a psycho. She's gone. She's had some sort of giant mental break over this love. When Melissa Etheridge is very clearly singing about a happy love, like a love that has changed her life and has made her feel whole 
and is special and yeah, amazing. Yeah, so that's from, I, I think that's the point, is, like, then the love is introduced. and Well, at the end, she's, like, she's calm and she's sleeping, and then you see that her wrists are fine. So she's maybe she's, mental I think she's a little like she's a little like heart homunculus inside Melissa Etheridge. Mm-hmm. So she's trapped in there and she's not happy. She has huge hands and junk. She's like a homunculus. <laughs> no, she's like hunched over in her heart. She's like a little homunculus. She's trapped in their heart. I don't know. She needs love. Okay. To make her not crazy. I think that's probably what's going on. That's the closest. I, st- I still feel like you, if you're going to have imagery of someone writing on the walls, the message... She's writing love on the walls. That's what she's writing. Yeah, but if you're writing on the floor and the walls, and you're not some sort of artist doing like an installation, that that's really... That's visual shorthand for this person's nuts. Stay away. They're going to start babbling. You know, like, I'll never tell. I mean, it's not... It's not a happy image. I can't see anyone in an institution with bars at the windows, and I don't care if it ends with I'm them happy. I'm not trying to say it's a happy image. I'm just trying to, like, I, yeah, sort of uh, resolve the video with the rest of the song. I suppose, it's just, I feel like it's an odd choice, then. Like, the, like the, the director misunderstood what the song was supposed to be about. Or maybe, maybe it was supposed to be kind of sad, and then it took on a happier note in history... Well, when you think about, like, the parts that are, like, more of those, like, spoken word parts, like the way the song starts, mm-hmm. and then the part I just said about the blackness, like, that's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yep. I don't know that I would argue that that's a healthy need to have someone in that way. That's true. I think it still falls on the side, to me at least, when I listen to the lyrics and I listen to the song, given that you've got the, the background music with it. I take it more as on the, just on the healthy side of <laughs> how important this love is, you know, how, and, and to some extent, you have to think about it in terms of if it's, if it's a love, you don't care what other people say, they don't understand it, it, it can't be as open in that regard. So you, you've got these two, these two characters who, it's not so much that they need each other because they're so in love, they need each other and they can't express that love the same way and you know it is when you don't have something you know absence makes the heart grow fonder if you can't be with this person all the time that you have to sneak to their window Mm -hmm. there's going to be a different level of intensity you know so if if you know if 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 i were if i were in love i am in love with you but if i were in love with somebody (laughs) else no wait sure that's not working uh (laughs) pre uh, pre pre uh, are knowing each other hypothetical human being i guess if (laughs) if you know you're in love with somebody and you can see them and go to the movies. You, you talk about, you know, I need you in my life and you're so important to me. But it, it's 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 sort of a you're completing me. Whereas in this situation, you have a couple that... What, are you laughing at my, like, Jerry Maguire quote? Yeah. Or, okay. Do you know the human head weighs seven pounds? I thought it weighed eight pounds. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> you complete me. <laughs> That's not how he says it at all. <laughs> That's how I remember it. Okay. <laughs> but when you can't be with somebody, the kind of the, this, the despondency that comes from that, I think, makes everyone go maybe a little bit, a little bit overboard in terms of just how 
how intensely they feel because they can't express their love as much as they would like to. They can't be with the person to let them know how much they like them. So when they see them in these fleeting moments with this person's at the window, mm-hmm. you're not going to be like, it's great to see you. Thanks for swinging by. I sure do love you. I mean, you're, you're going to you know, vomit right. your emotion all over them. Like, right. I need you. Get in my blood. Yeah. Billy Bob. I pretended Thornton. to slip. Oh, ugh, yuck. Yeah. Gross. I think I'm not an overly romantical kind of person. What? I know. This is shocking. <laughs> so maybe I don't relate to that side of it that well. For Valentine's Day, ladies and gentlemen, I got nothing. Did we go to dinner? I don't remember. No, that's not true. I got you a giant um, gummy game controller. That's true. I don't know what happened to that. Uh, you expected the kids to eat it because you know I do not like gummy things. <laughs> so, though I appreciate the form of the candy, I think you kind of knew I was not going to eat it I at all. This is the thought that counts kind of gift. I wish you'd thought. Prop sure doesn't like gummy flavor. Maybe I should look Why at would it. you not want a giant gummy game controller shaped giant gummy? Because I don't want to eat that. I don't like gummy but things. It's cool. It looked just like a game controller. Okay. I'll get you some cool comic books or a cool DVD set for next Valentine's Day. Because you'll like the look of it. It's got great art on the cover for Terminator 2 Judgment Day Criterion Collection. No. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I need you in my blood. Blood. <laughs> I you can't have my blood. I didn't actually know what that lyric was. Stop need, it, vampire! I need you in my uh, or, or need you in my blood. The way blood. she the way she pronounces it. Need you in my blood. Yeah, I I I never quite understood. Oh. I feel like she, I thought she was talking about like mailing labels or something. I don't know. I just always had a really weird interpretation of that lyric. And then that's when I read weird. it, I, I said, "Oh yeah, blood." Mean. No, that's that's the one. Yeah, that, that one never sense. threw me. Well, bully for you. Yeah. All right, Diana. So we both talked about this, and, and I appreciate that you kept up with the ground rules. We only said positive things about this song. Because at the end of the day, we're not trying to bash anyone's song. We're just trying to have a cordial discussion mm-hmm. about how I want to come over as the better of the two of these songs. Uh, so, so <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> well, okay. It's, it's, it's time. The rubber beats the road. Why should Come to My Window be our song? And not just our song, but our song in a way that, when we talk about it next week, I Want to Come Over isn't quite our song. Hmm. I think what I mostly like about the song is how it sounds. It's a it's a combination of the two. Like, I like the music video for what it is, right? And plus, I was like 13, so I was like, this is... Just like, like always slitting your wrist. This is like and- art. No, no, no. <laughs> But it was just like, wow, this is like artsy, mm-hmm. right? Capital A. It's like, wow. So that's part of it, too, is like the time. You know, looking back now, I'm like, okay, I'm much older. <laughs> so I, my interpretation is a little different. Um, so I feel like that, on one side, makes me really like this, where I was coming from at the time. And then also, I like Juliette Lewis, and I always appreciate when someone does a good job of playing something so extreme, right? And then almost wholly separate from that, like the song itself I think is super catchy, is really, um, has so much energy to it, right? I love Melissa Etheridge's voice. I would listen to this song over and over again. It's really fun to sing along with her. Um, 
And when you put both of those things together, then I think it is a really great experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you think it should be our song because of just the overall the overall package yeah. you've got going for it's it? A, yeah. It's a triple threat. Video, lyrics, music. Yes. Okay. All right. Any, anything else you want to say? Because once this episode is out, that's it. That's a moment in time to discuss Come to My Window uh, before we talk. I want to I wanna come over next week. Anything you want to add in your defense? Um, I never thought it was like a stalkery kind of song. Not mm. at all. No, I, I I totally agree. I sort of had miss, either misremembered it or had not given it enough thought. And then when you were talking about the video the other day, I think that sort of just colored my colored my remembering as well. But then listening to it again, no, it is not. A, it is not a stalker. It's a song about love, uh, and I think this week intense, yeah, passionate love. Oh, maybe we'll talk about. Maybe we'll look at it as kind of two songs about intensity of love. One about forbidden love because of reasons external reasons and one about next week would be one about forbidden love due to more moral moral reasons or mm. acceptable reasons that the second one not this one okay uh so all right so everyone at home i hope you think of come to my window as our song but maybe not as much as you'll think of next week's song as our song our song <laughs> oh well, you, def- you, you, Melissa Etheridge would be would be proud of you, but she might be prouder of me next week. We'll have to we'll see, have to I see. suppose. Uh, Melissa Etheridge's hair is great in this video. It is really great, isn't yeah. it? So wow. we should we should count that as well. Oh, it's not as good in the other one in the other video. I, think I do not good. recall. It's very full and voluminous. She's got nice hair. She's got great hair. She she has really short hair now. I think she she cut it all off. Oh yeah yeah. That's but super, but back. In this time period, it was really long. It's too bad. It shouldn't look bad or anything now, but that was, it was just like really, it was like good, it was like good hair. Yeah. Good hair. Yeah. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Still got the song. You can always look back <laughs> at that video. Well, Diana, thank you so much for participating in part one of our Etheridge Off uh, to talk about Come to My Window. Uh, for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in learning more about the song, the video, the lyrics, we always do our preview posts the Monday before an episode comes out. That's at playingoursong.net. You can find us, uh, find me on Twitter at playing underscore our song. You can email me if you'd like to be on the show or have suggestions uh, at rob at playing at rob at playingoursong.net. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and on Stitcher and any podcast place i suppose uh we'd love it if you leave a review and some comments uh we have a facebook page as well you know all the good social media stuff we'll be back next week with part two of our etheridge off talking about i want to come over but until then thanks for listening thanks again diana for being here and remember until then it's your song so play it long and play it loud Bye. bye